WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. Southwest Michigan business giant Merlin Hansen is being remembered for his contributions to Berrien County. Hansen was president and CEO of Hansen Group, which included several Southwest Michigan businesses like Hansen Mold and Eagle Technologies. He passed away on Tuesday at the age of 94. Cornerstone Alliance president Rob Cleveland tells us Hansen was key in founding Cornerstone Alliance. It's difficult sometimes to quantify just how much of an impact somebody like Merlin had on the community because it goes so far beyond just his company or just the people he employed or just the people he helped with the founding of the hospice center. Right? There's so many things that Merlin touched in the community and so many different aspects. Hansen was a major supporter of Lake Michigan College and the Hansen Technology Center is named for him. He and his wife started the Merlin and Carolyn Hansen Hospice Center at Spectrum Health Lakeland with a donation of more than $1 million. Congressman Fred Upson says Merlin Hansen's love for this community was as generous as the day is long. A trio of officials from Michigan have offered video testimony in Washington about the pressure they felt to change the results in the wake of the 2020 presidential election. State Senator Mike Shirky told the House Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot that he was bombarded after then-President Trump gave out his phone number online. All I remember is receiving over just shy of 4,000 text messages over a short period of time calling to take action. Former Republican Party Chair Laura Cox said an attorney with then-President Trump's campaign wanted electors to hide out in the state capitol overnight to cast their votes, a plan she called insane. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson testified about the fear that she felt for herself and her family when protesters surrounded her home. South Haven Police Chief Natalie Thompson is putting out a reminder on when fireworks can be lit. She says the consumer fireworks law allows for the use of firecrackers, bottle rockets, Roman candles, and other devices from June 29th until July 5th of this year for Independence Day from 11 a.m. to 11.45 p.m. Fireworks can also be lit in South Haven between 11 a.m. and 1 a.m. on December 31st, 11 a.m. to 11.45 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday before Memorial Day, and between 11 a.m. and 11.45 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday before Labor Day. It's illegal for a person to discharge fireworks on public, school, or private property without permission of the owner. This includes all public parks and beaches of South Haven. Additionally, per the city's zoning ordinance, no fireworks should be used on the premises of a dwelling unit registered under the short-term rental ordinance when it's occupied by anyone other than the owner. The fines have also increased to a maximum penalty of $1,000. The head of the Texas Department of Public Safety says three minutes after a gunman entered a Uvalde, Texas school, where he killed 19 elementary school students and two teachers, there was sufficient armed law enforcement at the scene to stop the gunman. Yet police officers armed with rifles stood and waited in the school hallway for nearly an hour while the gunman carried out the massacre. Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard had this reaction. Now, they may not have been able to save every child, but, you know, given the information we've learned to date, I know there were people that... Uh, were either killed after they got there and were waiting outside or bled out as a result of the long wait. And those are just things that I don't know how you live with yourself as an agency or an individual standing in that hall. Sheriff Bouchard said he's so proud of his own team for how they responded to the shooting at Oxford High School last November. The new splash pad at Community Center Park in Lincoln Township is open. Township Treasurer Terry Smith tells us after years in the making, the new attraction was able to open up to the public on Tuesday. 
It was great. They started coming in at 9 o'clock, and it went straight through to 8 o'clock last night. At times, I would say we had maybe 100 people underneath there. And I walked out a couple times, and it was just great to hear all the kids giggling and having a great time. Smith said the township built a splash pad to offer people a way to cool off whenever they like. It has elements in it of all different sizes. They have water blasters for kids to shoot at each other. We have a center section which has a large dragon and a large flower on it that it spins around. And so anybody of any age can get it. Then we also have a toddler side. Smith said the splash pad cost around $120,000, which the township budgeted. It's going to be open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., no township staff are needed to operate the splash pad as users turn the water on and off themselves. Smith said the township has posted the splash pad rules to their Facebook page. The AFL-CIO has proposed a partnership with the city of Benton Harbor to help residents get better access to skilled trades apprenticeship programs. The AFL-CIO's Colleen Sullivan told city commissioners on Tuesday about the access for all program. We do focus primarily on youth, women, people of color, and folks who have faced other barriers in getting into these career paths. Sullivan says the program helps those who might have some difficulty joining an apprenticeship achieve the goal. What makes this program unique is we focus on barrier removal. So things like helping people get a driver's license reinstated, helping people with child care, helping them with their tools and their uniforms or transportation, things that other people might take for granted that could be the difference between someone being successful or being able to complete this program and not. We are focused on those. Sullivan proposed working on a partnership with the city and having an advisory committee locally. Mayor Marks Mohammed said a committee will hear a more in-depth presentation from the AFL-CIO and discuss the matter further. The Southwest Michigan Land Conservancy has announced the sixth year of its Hike Our Preserves, or HOP, program. It's partnering with several libraries in Southwest Michigan to distribute free hiking sticks that come with participation in the program. HOP is a program that encourages people, kids, families, and adults to get fit while having fun outdoors. It invites people to get an official HOP walking stick and then go hiking at Conservancy Preserves throughout Southwest Michigan. The first 50 participants to complete 10 hikes at different preserves will receive a free gift from Junior Rangerland. The preserves include Black River Preserve in South Haven, Kessling Nature Preserve in Three Oaks Township, and Spirit Saving Sanctuary in Marcellus Township. You can pick up walking sticks at libraries throughout Van Buren County. We have a list of them at our website. It's $7 to register. And the Michigan DNR is seeing a die-off of Alewife in Lake Michigan. DNR Lake Michigan Basin Coordinator Jay Wesley tells us alewife are invasive fish that came from the Atlantic Ocean to Lake Michigan about 100 years ago. They aren't consumed by people, but they are a major source of food for salmon. They've been washing up along the shore lately. Wesley says it's not all that unusual. Historically, they used to create quite a mess on our beaches and then require equipment like bulldozers to remove. So this die-off is nowhere near as bad as it historically was. But we haven't seen a die-off of this magnitude for probably a good 10 years. Wesley says the die-off is likely due to the fish coming out of the winter in poor shape. It could also mean that they're swimming too close to shore or the temperatures are less consistent. The DNR is monitoring the die-off but not concerned. Wesley says a die-off of another species, like salmon, would be a concern. You can report suspected fish die-offs via the DNR website. We have a link at our website. Download the News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.